boys, you've had your fun, but now your fun is done. It's rude girl time. What do you do when concerts are canceled and your squad is stuck at home? You bring the scene to them. This is Tara Two-Tone. I'm Scott Queen Christine. We are opening up about our experiences in the scene. And share our perspective on what it's like to be a rude girl. We are rude. We are reckless. And we're sharing our checkered cast. You better watch out. Happy Pride, checkered cast. Welcome to June. Shake it out. Welcome to our June episode of the checkered cast. Uh, thanks for sticking with us. Yeah, solidarity to all of my uh, ska queers and happy cat girl summer. I don't know if you guys have been following up on this in the uh, ska groups on Facebook. We're all talking about the summer of ska and it's all got to do with cat girl ears. So hope to see some people rocking those out at shows this summer. Um, also want to say a big up for you know Pride Month to... My Gemini's specifically to Jeremy from Scotch Network. It's their birthday today. I can't believe Jer is 26 years old. That is wildly impressive how much they've accomplished. <laughs> I'm super impressed by them always, and we're really grateful that they support the Checkered Cast. And if you haven't listened to the episode, go back a couple and check it out. I wish I was 26 again. Only, okay. I don't actually wish I was 26 again because I feel like <laughs> being 33 is the best version of myself, but I wish I looked like I was 26. Like if I only knew how hot I was when I was 26, like, yeah, I look back at pictures yeah. and I was like, damn girl, like you were looking fly. And here I'm like, eh, I bet when I'm 40, I'm going to look back and I'd be like, damn Tara, when you were in your thirties, you were looking fly, but <laughs> Oh, it always is. It's eh? grass is greener syndrome, right? You don't know what you got till you got till it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to, since the last episode we had up here, wanted to kind of, I would say, look back a little bit and just remark as well that there have been quite a big moves happening since the last episode of Checker Cast, and it's almost like a beast has awakened now. All of a sudden, like shows are opening up people shows, are shows, getting shows. out yeah things are being announced records are dropping like hot cakes um <laughs> if you have if you've been living under a rock or you're just not that familiar with like the ska community especially punk ska uh we are the union dropped a record that is like smashing uh their Very expectations good. and sales and yeah, Tara and I both got it, and they're beautiful. The records are amazing. Um, quality, but also, like, the vinyl itself is epic. Which one did you get, Tara? I just got the plain black one because I was late to the party. Mm. Yeah, that was the thing. <laughs> so if you're not familiar with what We Are The Union did, they had a limited release for their vinyl version of their um, new record, which... Why am I forgetting what? Uh, oh, Ordinary Life, right? So <laughs> they put out a limited run, and you can pre-order it. And I think the first one was 2,000 copies. And there were two variants. There might have been three variants. I can't even remember, because they teamed up with, like, Bad Time Records and another record label. And I think it was Community Records. So they, anyways, had a bunch of different um, versions of the record. And then... As those sold out, they started releasing 
newer versions. So you so depending on like which <laughs> how soon you ordered the record is which variant you have. And I got the last copy of <laughs> the pinwheel version, which is really awesome. It's like purple and white and it looks like a flower. And I think I, that was the second press. I don't actually know. I, I'm going to be real with you. I have it. I took a picture with it. I got excited, but I have yet to open my record. So mm. I could be surprised. Uh, I might have something fancy, but in my head, I just think it's it's black. But who <laughs> knows when I do open it for maybe after this episode when I'm about to do all the fun things and editing, uh, maybe I'll open it up and be like, oh, hey, look, I got something fancy. And if I do, I'll post it. But yeah, I feel like I just got it side by side. I got a basic. The basic bitch. I got one. the basic bitch one. <laughs> hey, you know what? Basic bitch aside, like you're still supporting uh, a really epic endeavor on their part. Like the fact that they had, I think they this is their fourth pressing of that record is insane. Like they could not have anticipated it would get the kind of traction that it got. And of course, a lot of this had to do with the press. They had um, a really big, yeah, interview with their lead singer Reed, who, with the drop of this record, came out as trans. And <laughs> so it was a big deal. They had a bunch of interviews. Um, obviously, Brooklyn Vegan and all of them picked it up, but it kind of sparked this whole other thing about like ska being back, like in the mainstream and people talking about it. And then people in the ska community getting angry that they weren't getting credit for keeping ska alive all this time. And there was a lot of back and forth and drama, but all of it was positive. It was all about like the support for the ska community being there all along. And obviously the conversation that was trying to be had was about how the fact that Sky is a very inclusive community of people, how um, trans and non-binary folks are very welcomed and celebrated in our community, and that, you know, if people don't agree, they just don't belong here, <laughs> kind of thing. I just had this whole yeah. conversation with uh, some uh, person on TikTok who, com on, who mm -hmm. commented on one of my things being like, well, this is a vibe to one of my videos of like just rocking out to ska. And she goes, I was like, well, come hang out with us. Like, come be part of our, our group. Like, you're always welcome. She's like, I'm not into ska. And I was like, well, we're, we're inclusive. Doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, uh, yeah. If you're queer, you're welcome here. <laughs> kind of thing. Um, I love it. And I do find that too. Like, I actually, you know, I was just on one of my mutual friends. Um, Facebook pages and she got tagged with another friend of hers and I was like oh who's this person and I went to their page and they were sharing a bunch of Scott stuff and I was like oh and it was it was um Scotchy Network and everything and I was just like oh they I don't think they like Sky I think they're just like gay and they found Jeremy and liked this and they were like oh I like Scott okay and I was just like oh okay this is my people though <laughs> Like you didn't like even people don't know, know ska that you just signed up for the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know that you like ska, but then you found out. Like it's like exactly. the you don't know. But uh I just spent some more money yesterday. I bought the new uh one of the new presses of Ebb and Flow from Larry and his Flask. They were putting out like oh. five hundred uh new uh presses of this of their that's my favorite record by them. And it's super cool. It's orange and looks like a sunset or a sunrise, whatever. It's beautiful. And I'm excited to get that. So if there's still some available, y'all should go support Larry and his flask. 
because yeah see we it's need crazy more. to me that they're they've been a band since like 2003 ish yeah. maybe 2004 because i was in high school when i first heard of them and they you know put out a record and this is the thing with bands putting out vinyl records now right is like 500 how much to press this is the question like there's not really a gauge for the market I think last time when we talked to Jeremy, um, they even said that, like, you know, Les and Jake had put their record out and they didn't know how much to anticipate vinyl would be demanded. <laughs> it's just so funny because it's like, okay, Larry and his fast has been a band since, like, 2003-ish. We'll put out, like, a 500 press of vinyl. And then, like, a band like We Are The Union, who only has one record out before this, I think, um, puts out a 2,000 pressing and they have to do it four times. It's crazy. And then you yeah. just don't really know what to expect. Like, I feel I feel for these ska bands because there is no, like, standard label that's putting out ska on, um, like, vinyls. Other than, of course, you know, let's not erase Jump Up Records. I know, like, Chuck will be, like, pissed off. And he probably doesn't listen to this podcast, as, as he said before. But um, <laughs> that there was, like, you know, there's no standard label. And therefore, there's no expectation of like how much vinyl should be pressed there's no like industry standard for ska bands <laughs> i i also feel like the pandemic brought out this like vital frenzy and we all needed like something to spend our money on and to collect yeah. and uh i feel like now that shows are about to happen we've realized that we've spent all our money on vinyl and yeah. now we're like yeah, oh we no the now, I, now i have to find uh money somewhere to go to all these shows And have you noticed too how the like streaming has kind of slowed down when before it was like all at once? I think that I think people are just exhausted. I think that um, so much screen time and having to play to screen and do all the fun stuff that goes along with it. I for a performer, it had to have been exhausting. I know uh, I was talking to Hatchet, and during this last um, recording, they had with the slackers live stream it just it it was just so much like the technical side of everything and then playing together as a band and it's just a lot and so now that people are getting to be going outside and playing shows i personally hope that they still that we still remember that we should stream shows for people that can't go like i feel like that's right. a thing now i feel like shows should be recorded and streamed um, like these streetlight shows, I know they're not going to happen. I know, like, I know that streaming is not going to happen at any of these streetlight shows, but I would love it because I'm on the, you know, West Coast and I can't make it to any of these um, streetlight shows that are happening at the end of the year because it's during Christmas and Thanksgiving. Like this uh, Starland Ballroom or the one in New Jersey, it's yeah. the day after Thanksgiving. It's the two days after Thanksgiving. Like, I work for the airlines. There's no way that I'm going to be able to get new to New Jersey for mm. Thanksgiving. There's no way. So I'm like needing that show because I need, I need some streetlight in my life and I'm not going to be able to see it. And so I hope that they, someone streams it. Someone says, Hmm, maybe I should Facebook live this show. Yeah. You know, what's 
so funny is every time we talk about this, I am reminded about the couple of the couple of times I've seen Fishbone like ten times. But so many times I've seen Fishbone like before pandemic was even a thing. Angelo was always on Facebook Live. Like he's always Facebook Living during the fucking set, and that was always weird to me. But I also loved it because he was out there with like his selfie stick, and then he would be turning around and facing the crowd and stuff. For obviously, when he's touring here, this is Fishbone on the East Coast. All, all of their fan base and all of their fan, friends and family are on the West Coast because that's where they're from. So, like, of course, it's his natural instinct to, like, live blog the tour, right? <laughs> and, um, yeah, I really wish that bands didn't just think of this as, like, an on and off thing. Like, it's like, not just because of the pandemic. Well, now if you are comfortable with going live on Facebook, why are you not just going live on Facebook before and after the shows or, you know, like, during the tour and stuff? Like, I would love it if the slackers would go live every once in a while, like on the tour, you know what I mean? I agree. Like they've already showed us their personalities doing their Facebook lives, like with Glenn and like, you know, with um, Marcus and everything. So why not do it on tour? Right. Like you already know how to do it guys. Like just turn it on. Like exactly. And I think that like, just throw a freaking camera in the back of the venue and to stream the show, I guarantee that people will pay for it still, right? We've paid for yeah. these lives anyway. I can't go to the show. I'm in Colorado. Let's stream it. I'm going to pay for it. It's going to be yeah. great. Also, speaking of slackers, I am changing my, what's your favorite slacker? Like, sorry, Vic. I really like you, but Glenn Pine is what's up. <laughs> i've officially so changed my favorite slacker to glenn team, after team glenn though team glenn because we hung out at when i was in new jersey when i went and saw them play that was my first show back guys by the way pandemic style i flew to new jersey ripped off that band-aid and saw the slackers with a super intimate crowd of like 30 people and it was incredible and then i hung yeah. out with glenn around a, like a campfire and i was like this is this is the best day ever <laughs> so i'm officially changing the fact that like that it's officially being changed and i just really want to go have lunch all the time with glenn that's that's it. awesome yeah i mean that's it must be because he's from the boston area that you're like you know <laughs> maybe he must I have feel a thing it. for east coast people I don't know. Pretty much every 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 person I've ever dated has been, except for one person, has been from Boston. It's also the reason, like, why I'm like, hmm. I guess I should move to New England. <laughs> yeah, you just have that sensibility. Well, I'm glad to hear that the show was uh, went well, and there was no, you know, snafus with traveling. Like, obviously, you're a little bit more exposed than the average Joe to what traveling is like right now because of your work that you do. Um, so let us all live vicariously through you a little bit while you're over here doing shows and traveling. <laughs> it is. Some it of is, us are staying home still. So. Yeah, it is scary. And I think that um, before we're, we're going to change direction here and talk about shows here for everybody, but I, I do think I want to just kind of lay um, some thoughts on, on traveling for shows. That's what I do. Um, it's what I did pre-pandemic. It's what I'm going to do moving forward. Um, but traveling is super scary, and it really was. I had the first time was definitely, like, double masked. Like, I put my headphones on, I put hood on, just, like, tried to, like, silently panic. 
in my own little bubble of a middle seat. But <laughs> just just be cautious and be aware of like yourself in these situations. You can't control everybody else, but if you're vaccinated and you feel like you want to go somewhere, don't hold yourself back. Like you need to be your own advocate, wear your double mask, hand sanitize, put some earplugs in, don't take them out. Like earbuds, just leave them in. Every orifice is covered and just like trust the fact that trust science. You got the vaccine, trust science, do your, make sure you're your own advocate and the people that are not vaccinated and going to be idiots, at least you're protected for yourself. And I think that that's also the mentality that you need to go to into shows. I ask people that aren't vaxxed, be cautious, be aware that, you know, fear is real. We've been inside for a whole year. I'm not going to tell you that you're wrong by not getting vaccinated, but, you know, make a cautious point to stand to the side or uh, wear your mask, like be cautious and be aware of other people uh, going right. back into shows and especially if or you're choosing not home. to get vaccinated or stay home <laughs> stay home watch some get get people to live stream stuff i know that there exactly. uh, what what band was it someone put like their show out it was like ten dollars for vaccinated people and then it was like a thousand dollars if you weren't vaccinated and you like had to show <laughs> your vax card out the door it was like some punk band oh and I was like, I, I don't, don't know like how I feel about that. Behind that but but like, yeah. it might force people <laughs> to go get vaccinated. I don't know. I like what you said earlier, like the approach of um, accessibility, right? Because regardless of vaccinated or not vaccinated, there's still accessibility issues. Like some people literally may be suffering with agoraphobia, like, or just have social anxiety after being inside. Like you were saying exactly. um, when you were traveling, is that you experience massive social burnout because you just like did too much all at once. And for some people, a concert will have the same effect and they'll be stuck there because they paid to get in and they're not um, advocating enough for themselves to just leave if they're not feeling proper at that time. So I just like to maybe instead of like vaccinated, not vaccinated, we focus on accessibility. Like, Yes, you know, people who want to see the show in person versus people who cannot see the show in person. Let's kind of focus more on those issues um, because it's not just vaccinations. It's also accessibility exactly. you are and cost because right. a lot of people still are not back at work. A lot of people are still unemployed uh, or struggling to find work. And yeah, then it might just be more cost effective for them to stay home and they can just stream it and you know, they can't travel for shows. Like I right now I'm kind of struggling financially to be able to travel to shows and the temptation's so there, but I have to keep like telling myself like, no, 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 no. Like, like, yes, I can drive to upstate New York. Like it's pretty close. I can do that and come right back. But like, I should not be doing that. It's the price of gas and then the cost of the show. And then, you know, if I do want to stay there, yeah, I can't afford all that right now. <laughs> I, I totally feel you. I am very fortunate to work for, uh, a company that lets me fly for free and that is literally mm -hmm. the only way that i'm able to do anything so i get that yeah. i feel it but self-care going into friends. these shows yep self-care going into these shows is, is so important you guys so be mindful of that bring some yeah. snacks with you but let's let's go into show talk because there's so much yeah. going on everything got dropped and everyone's like trying to plan out the rest of their year and i have this giant list
it's been wild. I think um, everybody, of course, is trying to be as patient and understanding as possible with the show announcements and things getting rescheduled. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll just get right into the heartbreak. Is that Cat had to drop off of Supernova? Yes, they like, did. Let's just all collectively mourn. Like, we are allowed to be sad. It sucks. Like, you know, we're, we're all looking forward to this. But then I, let's all try to refocus and be grateful for what we do have. <laughs> I feel like it's my fault and I'm cursed. I'm never, I've never been able to see Hepcat because something has always happened. And uh, you guys can blame it all on me. I will accept the blame for Hepcat going away because I am cursed. And I have attempted to see Hepcat like six times in my lifetime. And uh, every time it's like not a thing. So blame it on me. Blame it on Tara. For anybody that hasn't been keeping track, uh, Supernova, of course, they had to officially account, uh, reschedule and announce that their dates are September 17th through the 19th. And those dates, uh, unfortunately, overlap with the rescheduled dates of the Riot Fest, Riot Fest which Hat was also booked for. In Chicago, and they're playing yes. like and a two-minute set in comparison <laughs> to what they would have had. But I get it because big contracts i get it i get it yeah. i get it but do i yeah. can give two fucks about riot fest yes i'm sorry <laughs> the super <laughs> supernova is the only thing that's like kept me moving forward in this pandemic i know and this is and this is mirroring like the argument slash issue that's happening online in the scott facebook groups and um the community like on instagram as well and TikTok is like the whole argument is that you know mainstream ska, what people see from the mainstream as ska, versus what the like blood, sweat, and tears of the ska community have done to keep it alive. This whole like weird dichotomy, and you see this mirroring exactly with this whole issue where it's like uh, Riot Fest gets to keep Hepcat, but an independent only music festival that was the crown jewel also we crowdfunded it we crowdfunded the scott community yes we like we were the ones that put money in to see hepcat and yeah and they're only we don't get to have it and they're head they were headlining our festival they were just like uh in the middle of the bill for riot fest and i feel like especially this season when everything got rescheduled uh, you know, it's it's in a huge row. It's it's punk rock bowling, supernova, riot fest. They're all in the same two weeks. Yeah. But even like the Agrolites are playing punk rock bowling, and Hepcat was playing, and they're only playing like half hour sets, right? That's just a few songs. But I feel like especially this year because of the pandemic, like let them tour. They can't change because of the contracts. Like that's the thing. Like they can't play within so much time or whatever right. but let's be real the people that are going to supernova we're going to supernova already the people that are going to riot fest are going to riot fest at that point like let us have hepcat both days i know that they don't want to travel but do it <laughs> like i know and we could you know like just same reason like oh well we could have got agrolytes but no they're at punk rock bowling and that's a whole week difference about the riot fest has been sus for like a minute now like i i know the mainstream like punk community or whatever they riot fest is like it, it's a big deal for people especially for the types of bands that they mix on that bill 
But I, for a long time, can't understand why people even go or support Riot Fest because a couple of years ago, there was a lot of feedback from the local community that where Riot Fest is happening and where it is, there's a huge issue and disparity with like what is allowed to happen at Riot Fest versus the local community and the oppression that they face uh, from the police in that area because it's a, it's a low income and heavily um, based in like minority influenced area. And then they have a bunch of out of town white punk people come in and take over the fucking whole area for like three to four days. And it's just, it's really not PC. Like I don't appreciate the fact that like Riot Fest is held where it's held and that there's not enough discourse from the punk community about why they shouldn't be allowed to just have a bunch of people go into Chicago and have a big punk rock festival in the middle of like a really hood area that the people there are suffering from police um, brutality and stuff. It's not okay. Like I don't like that as opposed to fucking Virginia Scott Fest, which is a community supported and <laughs> endorsed festival that is like pretty much grassroots run, right? And like you were saying, crowdfunded. And it's just, it's wild to me. It's just wild to me that people would spend their money on something like Riot Fest and not a homegrown type of and festival. And the whole, the whole uh, community in Hampton and Northfolk, Virginia, like they come, like the whole, like uh, I was talking to April, who, uh, is one of the, you know, she's her and Tim run Supernova, if you guys don't know. Come back our up. first episode this year. Yeah, <laughs> go, check go, go, go check it out. Um, but she's gotten all of the the restaurants and everything. They're, everyone's yeah. volunteering. Her whole town is volunteering at this festival and like exactly. pumping it up. So it's, it's not just the people that are flying in or driving in or going to this festival. Right. It's the whole community of ska and music it. on top of the community where it's being held. It's incredible. Exactly. As opposed to where Riot Fest is, is like the people who live there couldn't even afford to get into Riot Fest. <laughs> That's the dilemma. Long story like, short, just think just about give, these give us fucking Hepcat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> give us Hepcat. But it's okay. So I, it's they're, coming, they're coming up with some great things. I know it should be yeah. announced probably by the time uh next month rolls around and you listen to this and you're like oh i wonder who they're gonna be maybe what by the time it's out they'll announce the the next band who i have some ideas of who it might be but uh-huh. i'll keep really? that in my, I'll, keep it, <laughs> I'll keep it in my head Jumping in as I'm editing this podcast, because unless you're hiding under a rock, you are realizing Hepcat is back on the Supernova bill. So thank you, Tim and April. Thank you, Greg, for realizing that we needed Hepcat and that we deserve Hepcat and that Hepcat deserves Supernova. So I'm stoked. Hepcat's back on the bill. I don't know if they're playing Riot Fest, but I don't care. We got Hepcat. See you in September. Now back to the podcast. Um, yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to kind of talk about the whole 
like festival thing again like obviously there's your riot fest is a big festival and there's punk and drublick that's also a big festival and that know? is happening on um july 17th in denver colorado mm-hmm. they took my money that's, that happened <laughs> sorry they did uh, it. Of course, I, I feel like I always have to be the detractor of drama stuff here, which is like, you know, I'm surprised people are still interested in Punk and Drublick after the whole thing with Fat Mike. I understand that Fat Mike and, like, he's not involved in it anymore. He got kicked off of the tour before, uh, I think, has it been two years now? Well, okay, yeah, with, bit, the pandemic, with pandemic yeah. counting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, t- two years ago before the pandemic they kicked him off of the festival and so it's still no effects like based music festival but just not fat mike really anymore <laughs> so i'm just I mean, like, surprised I think that's fine. still going well uh i i've gone to the all the ones that have been here because it's not mm-hmm. something i will travel for i'm going to be real about that of um course, no. yeah but if they're here i'm going to go yeah for sure um yeah also, when you drink beer, and that's a big draw for this type, kind of festival, right? It's yeah, like, and Ska Brewing will be there pouring. Yeah. So if you are going, come say hi. But um, I was happy that Leftover Crack got taken off of the bill. That was huge to me, and I had a really hard time when they were still on the bill. And then when they got taken off the bill, I was like, okay, I could support it. Yeah. And they added Bad Cop, Bad Cop, and like, okay. Yeah, we support Bad Cop, Bad Cop. Um, it's funny because I would, I, I see, I'm like, the, it's torn, right? It's like, well, I wouldn't want to go if Fat Mike was involved. <laughs> like, I wouldn't, because he, I don't know, I feel torn about my support for Fat Mike. Like, I understand what he did was wrong and he needed to be held accountable. And I'm glad that the community took action to make sure he knew that the, the comments he made were like really over the line and offensive. And then his like relentless, <laughs> where he didn't um you know see that he was wrong for the comments that he was making and then he accused people of being like the pc police that was even worse and at the same time like you know um i do kind of respect fat mike for how long he's been involved in punk and what the band no effects has done for kids like how how many kids were exposed to punk music through no effects so I'm torn about that. Um, as far as Leftover Crack goes, I would see them if they were playing. I do like Leftover Crack. It's one of those bands that, like, in high school I was really into, so it's kind of the nostalgia for me. But I'm also the first to admit that it's okay to like problematic things as long as you're comfortable enough to admit that you like problematic things and that some people you support don't deserve really being supported, and you try to make sure to hold yourself accountable for doing that. Get it, girl. Disclaimer. <laughs> I just <call> it. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, yeah, I could uh, take it or leave it with leftover crack after the whole fiasco with uh, yeah, we won't get into it, but that's a thing. No, uh, yeah. like, drop them, drop them some lines too close to home. But I'm gonna go over this quick list real fast because we've talked about our big festivals. There's so many, and I just wanna. I'm gonna go down the list. I tried to make them in order, but let's be real. I'm gonna fail. Like stuff is no, probably switched around on my thing, but. June 6th, or June 26th, there's a free slacker show in Denver. Go see it. And then July 17th, Punk and Drublick. And then you have in August, Pilfers and Catbite and Rude Boy George, Hub City. And that's uh, August 7th in Pennsylvania. And then you have 
my lovely, beautiful boss tones pie tasters in Scott <laughs> Brewing headquarters in Durango, Colorado, sold out in 30 minutes easily. Yikes. And I officially have purchased my first boss tones ticket ever. <laughs> in 33 years, I have never purchased a boss tones ticket until it's going to be a hell of a yesterday. show. It's going to be a hell of a show because uh, I was talking to, um, my coworker at Ska Brewing and they had to order a bigger stage because of the boss tones and because there's like a billion of them. And <laughs> I have no, like it's a small space. So if you ever thought, Hmm, I would love to see the boss tones in a super intimate setting and drink beer with them and then dance with Steve from the pie tasters. This, this would be your event because they're just going to be walking around hanging out the whole time. And it's a super intimate show. Like the stage is like, it's just, you're going to be right there. It's going to be great. And it's a beer festival with like all the beautiful uh, Colorado beer. So if you didn't get your uh, Boston's Pie Tasters tickets, they'll be around, I'm sure. A lot of people bought them and are like figuring out how they're going to go and good luck. Um, and then September 5th, uh, you have Bouncing Souls and Suicide Machines at the Stone Pony in New Jersey. And you have Punksylvania, uh, the 9th through the 12th of September in Pennsylvania. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more at the end of this podcast. And then next month we are also interviewing the incredible women who put together Punksylvania. They're awesome. I can't wait. And voodoo glow calls, glow skulls, I think are headlining that guy. Uh, September 15th, you have the toasters in DC. And then you have supernova, which uh, y'all should be going to in Northfolk, Virginia. Just, go it's our thing um it's what brought our little ska family together so <laughs> just just do it uh, and then you same weekend you have riot fest that stole hubcat and then you have um punk rock bowling in vegas right after that and you have uh headlining that is the descendants circle jerks and devo i had refunded all my tickets to that show because everyone that I really wanted to see was not on the bill anymore, except for streetlights, circle jerks and agri lights. So I decided, fuck it, take my money. And I'm only going for one day and I'm going on the day that streetlight is playing because I haven't seen streetlight in over a year and I'm getting like withdrawals. So that's a thing. <laughs> um, Big D October 16th. And they are putting a new album out that comes out in October as well. So I'm hoping that they drop it before then because, you know, my needs for more <laughs> Big D. D in Pennsylvania uh, with, I don't remember, but they're playing in Pennsylvania. And then you have uh, December 16th is the Agrilites and Slackers tour. And they are starting in Sacramento on December 8th and going all the way through in last show in Boston on the 19th. Uh, we Are the Union, I guess, is touring with them at the start. On the West Coast tour, that yeah. Tour. Yep. And then you have all of your Knights of Streetlight in their mini tour, and they decided to have the very end of the year during the holidays on the East Coast. We love that. <laughs> we fucking love that. Thank thanks, Toke, for everything. You're, you're great. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I went to buy tickets and was like, Fuck yourself. Such saltiness. Uh, I, <laughs> Such salty. I, I am. I to totally them, am salty. But like, I get to see them 
in the most disgusting place in this like United States, which is Vegas. I would rather see them in the second most disgusting place. Sorry, New Jersey. Just kidding. I liked New Jersey. Right. But no. Sorry, not sorry. It's New Jersey. Um, and then some other things, other shows and people that I'm really excited to see. Kesha <laughs> and Alanis yeah. Morissette's Jagged Little Pill Tour. Take my money. Take my money. I think I'm oh. going to go see um, in August pilfers are playing so i'll get to see cooley big up Cooley in august yeah the uh in the one in pennsylvania um no they're well they're playing in connecticut with the hemp steadies i think it's part of that same weekend nice you gotta go hang out with cooley like august 6th yeah i want to see cooley prior to supernova but we'll see there's a band too playing. So I think it's um, Pilfers, the Hemp Studies, and the Ghost Tones, who are from Connecticut, and they're pretty good. If, so I'm excited. That's like the only local-ish show I know of. That's Scott. I've gotten invited to a couple of reggae shows already, but um, just not feeling it just yet because, you know, like, it's still, it's really hot here, like, as far as outside shows. It's not really comfortable. I don't really feel like it's sanitizing enough <laughs> you know hygienic uh to have shows outside yet so i'm gonna keep inside until probably august you then they'll see me out there you do you girl and if there is other shows that you guys want us to throw down we're gonna probably make a list and post all this shit yeah for sure like we if if there's some local shows happening um near you guys and you want us to like spread the word like we're more than happy to because obviously these are just the bigger shows that like people might want to travel to that we've mentioned here. Um, but you know, obviously not everybody's willing to travel or can at this time. So just drop us a line. Um, we're still like, really excited that shows are a thing and that Scott is quote unquote back. Yes. <laughs> and I, I think that uh, with this opportunity of just having a Christine and I episode, that I think uh, we've gotten throughout this entire experience lots of music from you guys um, to be featured on the cast. And since we kind of um, pulled away from just uh, Christine Night episodes and did lots of interviews just because of how things are working with the pandemic and the fact that it was hard to talk about our experiences in the music scene when we haven't had any for a while. So now that shows are happening, it's probably going to go back to a lot of uh, real talk with Christine and I. But I want to feature a lot yeah. of the musicians that um, have been sending us music. So I will also, on our social media, um, let you guys know who we're playing in this episode because we want to make sure that all you guys uh, get featured and, and feel supported because there's a lot of you that sent us your music and I'm sorry that we haven't gotten to it till now. Yeah, we we do like this is the thing about the unity community is like we are we're so here for you guys and this is the whole point of the podcast is we want to you know lift up other people's voices than just the you know mainstream bands that get a lot of the attention and press and everything. Uh, and at the same time, like we're only two people that run this podcast. We do, we have limited resources and um, you know we do everything is homegrown here. So. We appreciate your support and your patience. And if you could share this podcast 
uh, we really would appreciate that even more than you know, because we are definitely trying to expand our audience. And as the Scott community starts growing, like we were saying, there's a lot of people who aren't aware that there is a Scott community, right? And that we want um, to welcome them and let them know that we're here. And like I said, it's we're here and we're queer. Like <laughs> for Scott summer uh, cat cat girl cat girl ska summer thing. Um, but yeah, so thank you guys, and we hope to see you out and about soon. Yeah, actually, and, at shows. And another thing would be great. Exactly, Kristen, you got it. I, I want to see everybody, and I also want to hear from people. Like, what do you need to get back into shows? I know that I wrote down some ideas of like what I need going back into shows is um, people understanding where people are. <laughs> we kind of had that conversation of like, yeah, give people space, but also take care of yourself, like self-care and take breaks, take a walk. If you need right. to, if you need to sit in a bathroom stall, do it. I don't care. Like take care of yourself, do your things and then be aware of everybody um, around yeah. you because hygiene was the big thing for me. Yeah. And uh, you know, sobriety support. That's the other big thing for me. Like, yeah, I want to go hang out with you guys, but like, not if everybody's drunk and not if there's like pressure to also be drunk that's not the place for me yeah um but i do want to dance i just want you to stay six feet away from me <laughs> even if you are vaccinated just respectful respects me <laughs> and take breaks wear sunscreen drink water all the things that sometimes we're gonna be, we might just be too yeah. excited right i know that i get that way and i'm gonna be so excited to see people but I'm going to forget, uh, I'm going to neglect the parts that just are the basic rookie mistakes of no sunscreen, no water, and like, no, just like taking a moment to yourself. And then mm. going into festival season, just be excited, be present. Don't, um, don't think too much about everything that's going forward. I feel like there's so much going on and everything's opening up. Stay present, stay um, accountable to yourself and just do you. Don't, don't go back into some old habits. You know, you, you worked a whole year on yourself and, and growing you and getting back to like the truest parts of yourself during this pandemic, own it and go into uh, festival season and show seasons as the best version of yourself and don't fall into the habits or what people expect of you. If that makes yeah. sense, you're better than that. Keep it up. And pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. <laughs> Oh, man. Thank you guys for uh, support. And we hope that you like this episode. And yeah, stay tuned. Like we said, for next episode is going to be about Pennsylvania. We're going to be talking about the homegrown punk festival. It's also this whole big like it's a camping punk summer camp. Thing. Yeah. And they, and they like, yeah, I'm just going to a little tidbit so you can get you guys it's excited. It's these amazing women went to anarchy camp. And then when they found out that anarchy camp wasn't going to happen, they said, fuck you, we're going to make our own anar anarchy camp. And then Punksylvania happened. And it is like an all inclusive punk music friends weekend. It's good. Listen to it. It will come out in July. Um, we're just fucking stoked and it's going to come out right after we uh uh laura and i go see uh punk and drublick <laughs> so we're going to be we're going to be riding we're gonna have fun but thank you guys yeah uh, maybe you can convince her to do like a ska spinoff one <laughs> that would be amazing that would be a dream come true we get like the ska camping uh 
festival that we've always wanted. Ah, fuck it. <laughs> We're doing it, Christine. You and I. Oh, God. Please. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think once we talk to Laura, we'll be like, ah, uh, yeah, this sounds like incredibly hard to pull off, and you're a badass, so she's, we can't do that. She's incredible. I'm so excited uh, to talk to them. And yeah, you guys, if you have any questions or you uh, want to, you know, you what, what do you want to hear? Shows are coming back. What do you guys want to hear part yeah. of this podcast? We don't want to be like everybody else. Everyone's doing interviews. We want to step away from interviews and we want to like talk to you guys and like, let's, let's make this uh, podcast just be yeah. your place to go. Place to listen to. Yeah. If there's, if you have something do you want addressed in our like Scott community and there's something uh, in general about like shows and everything that you feel like isn't being highlighted that you want to bring up or there's issues like just drop us a line that's what we are aiming to do here like we we definitely love our people we want to make sure people feel supported and their voices are heard and hopefully we're doing a good enough job on that note pick it up pick it up wear your sunscreen drink the water <laughs> enjoy the summer solstice happening on the 21st uh set your intentions and do all the work pick it up <laughs>